Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, I am so excited. Today, we are concluding our series, Transformation. We're concluding Transformation, and we're actually going to go to the book of Romans today. The book of Romans, and we're going to begin at chapter 12, the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 2. This is actually the focal scripture of our series, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And here the word of God says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The title of today's message is Prove This. Prove This. Prove This. Listen, as we conclude this series, we have seen transformation in identity as it was in Thomas, character as in Peter, and Saul, who later became Paul, transformed by his purpose. Transformed by his purpose. However, the reason for this transformation is even greater than what we first realize and what we may first realize. In fact, in looking at our text, the beginning awakens us to a few realities that we need to discuss. In fact, look at the very first part, the first half of this text or this scripture. It says, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There are a couple of truths that we need to take note of here in our text. Paul shows us two options. He shows us two options to be conformed or be transformed. To be conformed or be transformed. It's important to note that one thing will take place regardless of which you experience. That is change. Change is inevitable. Please make note of that. Change is inevitable. In fact, I would venture that even since January 1st, everyone who is watching has experienced some type of change. You've experienced some type of change in your life, change in your family, change in your health, change in your relationships, change in your outlook on things. There's been some type of change that's taken place in your life. Change is inevitable. It's important to realize that confirmation is change just as much as transformation is change. Let me say that again. It's important to note that confirmation is change just as much as transformation is change. So you must understand you are going to change. You may say, well, Pastor, I haven't experienced change yet. You're going to change. If you're breathing, you're going to change. Everyone is getting older every single second. <laughs> you're going to change. You, you've been old. You've gotten older since last night. <laughs> you're going to change. We all are going to experience change. 
Now, let's look at confirmation for just a moment. Confirmation means that you will change to the patterns or likenesses of others. According to our text, it would be that of the world. It would be that of the world. Be not conformed. Be not conformed to this what? World. So therefore, that's one of the things that would cause this change or this conformation. That means also world systems, ideologies, and practices. When we're changed by the world, that's what it's talking about. It's talking about world systems, ideologies, and practices. Be not conformed to this world. That's what the apostle said. Be not conformed to this world. Conforming to the world allows it to determine your destiny and purpose in this life. Let me say that again. Conforming to the world allows it, uh, uh, conforming to the world allows it to determine your destiny and purpose in this life. However, transformation, transformation means to change into another form. We change into another form. Our text tells us that the only way that this can happen is by what? The renewing of our minds. The renewing of our minds. This is what causes transformation. This is what causes transformation. This means that we can that we cannot allow our minds to be filled with the matters of the world, but the principles of the word of God and the kingdom of God. So we don't allow the things around us that are happening in the world to plague our minds. We must allow it to be filled with the word of God and the kingdom of God and kingdom purposes to which we are called. That's what we should allow to transform us. Now, this is not saying that, that we should ignore the world or do not learn anything of the world. That's not what he's saying at all. He simply said to not conform to that knowledge. There are things that you're going to learn. There are things that you have to understand. He said it, it, was, it was written in scripture to be in the world, but not of the world. So there are things we're going to learn in the world that allows us to do the things that God has called us to do, to do the things that we have been purposed to do. But we've got to make sure that we're not conforming to that, conforming to the world itself. We cannot do that. So we have to understand this. I want you to take note of this, what I'm about to share with you, and make sure you write it down. Your mind's renewal is based upon what you focus your thoughts on. Your mind's renewal is based upon what you focus your thoughts on. I need somebody to type in chat, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? This is why when First Lady was ministering last week during Mother's Day and did a wonderful job, when she, when she shared, what are the thoughts that you're thinking? What are the thoughts that you're thinking? That, that I, I tell you, if I was in a Baptist church, I would have stood up, took off my shoe and said, girl, you better preach. I mean, I, it came. I was, what are you thinking? What are the thoughts that you're thinking? thinking. It's important to understand that because your thoughts, what you're thinking about is what you're focused on, what you're focused on. Do you realize how simple and easily your focus can be changed? Listen, you can have had a wonderful day at work. 
and you come home and you're like, man, I am ready now. I'm going to go in here. I'm going I'm to I'm kiss my boo. I'm going to pick up my kids and give them a great big hug. And I'm going to go in my office. I'm going to put my plan together. Oh, I'm going to take. They think they saw something today. They ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, I'm about to show them. And right when you get ready to turn the door, all of a sudden, you hear something buzzing. And, and vibrating. And you're like, what in the world is going on? So then you reach into your flat pocket and you pull out your phone. And you notice on your phone, there's a notification. This notification shows you that something crazy is going on. You never thought that this would ever happen. You never thought that you'd experience or see this happen. And you're looking at it, I can't believe this. So what do you do next? The next thing you do is you go and look at two of the websites of your favorite news outlets. Let me see what they're saying about this. What's going on really? I mean, what happened? Why did that happen? Oh, no, that's wrong. Man, and you're sitting there looking and saying, now, what else is going on? Let me check some of my favorite blogs. Let me see what they're writing about this thing. And so now you're looking at your blogs and say, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's exactly what they ought to do. No, 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 you crazy. They don't need to do that. And you're looking at your blogs. Now you say, oh, you know what? Let me check out my YouTubers, three or four of my YouTubers. Let me see what they're doing. And I'm saying, oh, man, you're right. That, that's crazy. No, nah, you don't have no sense. That doesn't make sense. And you're sitting here. From a 10-second vibration, you wound up wasting 30 minutes of time, and your focus has been totally blown and shifted, and your thoughts that you're thinking are to have nothing to do with what he had put in your heart to do, what you were determined to do, what you were purposed in your heart to do, because you got distracted. You got distracted. We can't allow ourselves to be distracted from things that make us lose our focus on the thoughts that we should be thinking, on the thoughts that we should be thinking. This is why in Philippians 4 and 8 is so powerful. It is so powerful because it lets us know what we should actually focus our thoughts on. We should focus on, on, our, we should focus on things that are true, that are honest, that are just, that are pure, that are lovely, of good report. In other words, if, if it's virtuous and if it's praiseworthy, we need to focus our thoughts on those things. We need to focus our thoughts on those things, not on other things. Listen, why does Paul, why does Paul want us to do that? Why does he want us to do that? Listen, remember, it was Jesus that came to Thomas. When he knew that Thomas had been shifted and wondering what in the world he was going to do because his life had been changed in the presence of Jesus. But yet now with Jesus being gone, everything was shifted and he was being lured back and being drawn back. He didn't want to accept the fact that Jesus was gone and then he didn't want to accept the fact that he was back. And so when Jesus came, he said, listen, put your hands, put your fingers in my hands. Thrust your hand in my side, Thomas. Go ahead because I need you to regain your focus and bring your thinking back so your identity to which you are called can be fulfilled. He said, I need you to give your focus. This is why he also went to Peter. Peter, who was sitting there wondering about what in the world he had done, how he had let down the one man who loved him the most and whom he loved, whom he trusted, who he know spoke to his heart and his life and his destiny. He sat there and knew that he had, that he had not uh, stood up and been everything that he should have been for him and denied him three times. Denied him three times and Jesus came to him and said, listen, Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, 
Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. He wanted to give him the opportunity to bring redemption to the place where he had fallen because Peter was dealing with the frustration and the humiliation within his soul and his spirit. But Jesus had to come to him and said, wake up, wake up. No, I need you to understand that you, your character is not in peril. You're, listen, you may have done that thing, but you not are that thing. You are not, that's a word for somebody. You are not the things you've done. You are not the things you've done. You're not the mistakes you've made. You're not the wrong decisions you've made. Listen, you're not, you have done those things. Learn from them. Grow from them. Now let's move on. It's time to move on and move forward. He said, Peter, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. Let, me, let the pity party go. It's time to get up and stand and do what I've called you to do. Saul, Saul, why art thou persecuting me? Saul got knocked off his high horse. Knocked off his high horse, looking up, said, who are you, Lord? Jesus said, I'm the one you're persecuting. I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. He looked at him and said, listen, I need you to understand the things that you're doing. I know you think you're doing right, but you're doing actually wrong. I know you studied. I know you're doing all these things and you're bold. You're bold, but you're bold for the wrong thing. Let me show you your true, your true purpose, the true reason why you're here, the true reason why you're breathing. That's why his name had to be changed from Saul to Paul so his identity could come to understand so his purpose can be fulfilled in everything that God is calling him to do. Jesus wanted him to know, listen, you are more than the stuff you've done and I'm not holding it against you, but I'm simply bringing you to a place where you can fulfill what I have called you to do. This is why Paul could write this text. Why did he want us to do that? It's simply because of this, because he understood that our behavior follows what we think. Our behavior follows what we think. Think. Listen, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a woman thinketh in her heart, so is she. If you can change your thinking, you can change your behavior. If you can change your behavior, you'll change your habits. If you can change your habits, you'll change your destiny. But you've got to get to a place of understanding that your thoughts have to change so that your behavior can change. This is what the apostle wanted us to understand and what we think determines if we will stay in the pattern or mindset that we are currently stuck in or if we will allow ourselves to be challenged to seek a higher perspective or understanding in Christ Jesus. This is what it is. Listen, this higher perspective is what allows us to be transformed. Oh my goodness, this higher perspective, that's what allows us to be transformed, transformed. Listen, it's critical to realize that whether you conform to the world or are transformed, you will be changed. You will be changed. And so there's some that may ask, but if I'm conforming, how am I changing, Pastor? If I'm conforming, how am I changing? Listen, the, the, the phrase, this phrase alone, it actually answers the question. You see, if, if you're being conformed, understand that means something. That means something. It shows that in order to reach that position, you have 
to make a decision to stop fighting the attack to lure you into accepting your status quo or where you are. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.